This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Folks, we're due another conversation, a little bit delayed, but a conversation on the June jobs report to see where we are. And of course, the person we always talk to is the chief economist of the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, centeronbudget.org, CBPP. We're happy to have him back. Chad Stone, he's bad, he's Chad. Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm recovering from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's good to talk to you as always, buddy. So um, uh, 372,000 jobs in June. How does that fare with the other months that we've been seeing? It's, it's a, it's a, in terms of the actual hard number, it, that's a, a, a teeny tick down, but not much, right? Um, not much until we revisit our friends' revisions. <laughs> there were right. revisions to the two previous months that totaled, let me get the number right, 74,000. Um, so we had we had been in a period when, when we were getting positive revisions to past months, and this month we got a negative, uh, negative revisions. So net, um, it's, it's a little under uh, 300,000 um, shaved off of the jobs deficit compared with where we were in February, 2020. So uh, payroll employment is back pretty close to what it, where it was in February, 2020, um, but, but not quite there yet. And I, I, you're the teacher, I'm the student. I would hypothesize the slight downtick at this time of year in, in June particularly uh, might that have anything to do with one, it being summer and people moving around and getting back to other parts of their lives? And might it also have to do with uh, uh, schools and not just uh, elementary and secondary schools, but but all schools are on a break? Yeah. The, so so the, the data 
the data are corrected for those kinds of seasonal effects, but the correction is is um, imprecise uh, and and complicated in these in these post-COVID times, or it's not really post-COVID even. Um, so um, yeah, that that's that's going on. It's supposed to be corrected for in the data, but the seasonal adjustment that does that has been has been problematic since the beginning of the pandemic. So so we could we could have we have just kinds of effects you're 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 talking about and they're not quite being corrected for. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The other I, thing I, the other thing is though that the Fed has started to tighten. And so we are going to expect job growth to go down some because these are actually extraordinary numbers uh, that we've experienced in the recovery from the pandemic. In the uh, in the recovery from the Great Recession, um, we had a real long string of, of of job gains, but but from the from the bottom of the recession to uh, to, uh, to in, into into through 2019. Um, it was 168,000 jobs a month was the average that got created, and um, this this far, at this point in the recovery from the Great Recession, there were still a very much larger number. The jobs hole was very much larger than than it is now. So this is this has been a this has been a good strong recovery aided by aided by policy, but we do have the uh, the negative revisions that are that are but but it's it's not a surprise that job growth is slowing and it's kind of desirable it's what it's what we want to see it's not like it's going negative it's it's that and and in fact to keep the unemployment rate constant you only need 50,000 jobs a month because to keep up with population growth to keep the unemployment rate constant so um, these are these are still strong numbers i think you in in your tweet and always folks uh, follow chads uh, tweet threads there. Uh, they're, they're epic and they're great. Uh, Chad CBPP on Twitter. You tweeted that with the April and May revisions, payroll employment is now just 524,000 jobs below February 2020, the pre-pandemic level. So you, that's 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 getting us back to where things were. And I know you also tweeted the labor force participation rate currently, I believe, is just one uh, percentage point less than it was today. One percentage point less today than it was in February 2020. Yeah. So so the, the labor force participation rate co is comes from the survey of households where we get the unemployment rate as well. And it asks it asks People, uh, are you working? Are you working or actively looking for work? To be to be classified as unemployed, you have to have looked in the past four weeks, and so the labor force is the sum of the number of people with a job and the number of people actively looking for a job, and the participation rate is as a share of the of the relevant population. You can have it for different size populations. So the, the norm the the main economic statistics on Jobs Day on the household side come from a survey of people um, 16 years and older. But, and, and, but um, I shouldn't say but, um, the people in their prime working years, ages 25 to 54, that's, that's, where you wanna, that's where you wanna look to see what's really happening with respect to, to 
to employment improvements and, and labor force participation improvements, in fact. So the, um, the 16 and over labor force participation rate, it's the population 16 and over. That means that includes um, my contemporaries who are retired already from the baby boom generation. And, and the baby boom generation is moving into the retirement years and increasing the, the weight of people not working because they don't wanna be working in the participation rate. And so if you focus on the 25 to 54 year olds, you get a better view of what's happening to people who are in their prime working years. And that's, that's pretty close to where it was um, just before the recession. But, it, but, it, but things slipped a little bit um, in June uh, on, on the household side. It was, it was the labor force um, fell. Um, and that's, that's, that's a bit of a weak, weakish sign. So as, as we're gonna be seeing in the next few months, there's gonna be lots of complications in the, uh, in the, in the data. Some good news, some, some not so good news because we're, we're trying to uh, adjust to inflation and we're trying to adjust to the fact that we're very close to full employment. Um, some people think we're beyond full employment, which raises some issues that we'll, we'll probably talk about later when we talk about racial uh, differences. Well, well let, let, let's touch on that um, because, you know, there is the disparity we always talk about, but even the disparity is getting back. If there's any silver lining in that, what you've tweeted is that it gets it's getting back to the pre-pandemic levels itself, correct? Yeah. I mean, the black unemployment rate fell below six percent again, which which is uh, which it's it's done. A, it's done once or twice um lately but um, but then it because there's noise in the data it, it can jump up again but but it's it's at it's near a historic low um, but of course <laughs> it's still it, the, the white rate is I forget 3.2 some 3.4 right. something in that range and so there's there's that there's that two to one disparity um, and and if if the unemployment rate if the overall unemployment rate is going to go up as a as a consequence of trying to slow labor force growth so as not to to so, so that so that we don't overheat the economy so much that the fed has to just really precipitate a, a major recession or they don't have to but they're in danger of doing that but if but if we can sort of gradually um, slow down um, the labor force growth that that will be that will help with with in, with inflation but it means that the unemployment rate for everybody is going to go up a little bit and that means that the, that the black and latino unemployment rates are going to go up um, and and still be twice the white the white rate and that's um, that's a long-standing problem that can't be solved by macroeconomic policies that's that's a structural problem that needs to be addressed through all of the all the um, barriers that exist, and 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 and, the, and the, just just the, the historical um, discrimination and everything that's 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 um, caused this disparity. So, teacher, I might need you to rewind and slow that down for us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, help us understand why the Fed's involvement would make unemployment go up? Okay, so um, the, the Fed, in, in, inflation, inflation is 
higher than anybody wants. It's too high. Um, it's, it was, it was uh, it, in the 12 months ending in June, it was 9.1% in the CPI. That's way too high. Um, and the Fed, the Federal Reserve is raising, tightening monetary policy by raising its target for the federal, by raising interest rates. And the Goldilocks scenario, not too hot, not too cold, would be one in which the unemployment rate does edge up a little bit, um, but not much, so that inflation eases and is on its way down. And the thing that the Fed feels the worried about the most, and they should worry about, even though it's not a problem right now, is a much higher rate of inflation getting embedded in people's expectations so that when, when businesses say, oh, well, inflation is going to be 6% going forward, I'm going to raise my price to 6%. And workers are going to say, inflation is going to be 6%, so I'm, I'm going to make wage demands that, that, are, that take that into account. If that happens, then inflation becomes a self-fulfilling policy, uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And um, that's, that's bad. Because, because that high inflation is just problematic for everybody. And so the Fed is, is trying to tap the brakes. It's, it's certainly letting off the accelerator. It's, it's, and it's, 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 it's standing on the brake, but not, not, not slamming them on. And um, what I say, um, I'm sorry, this will be pessimistic, but so if, if what the Fed is trying to do is thread a needle, wearing mittens while driving along a bumpy road. <laughs> and that's a hard thing to do, to get right. Um, but that's what they're trying to do. And we do not want inflation expectations of five or 6% to get embedded in the future. But we also don't want a, a big recession like we had in the 80s when, when the Fed slammed on the brakes, for those of us who can remember, which is not so many anymore. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that's, the, that, that's what everybody's watching. I mean, the Fed made a big rise in interest rates last month, and they may do it again at the end of, at the end of uh, this month. Um, but we don't want them to, 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 to keep, to keep having to tighten. And so the slowing of, of wage growth and the small uptick in the unemployment rate um, helps at a macroeconomic level. But we should, we should, as policymakers, now I'm talking about some Washington DC that maybe we don't have, um, policymakers should be thinking about ways to provide help to the most vulnerable individuals. If as part of what we need to do at a macroeconomic level, we're going to see an uptick in unemployment because because the people who get hurt are the people least able to be hurt. No, but that's an important point. So, I mean, that's something that, I mean, if we and if you know as an economist that that is going to happen, then yeah. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They should obviously try to put things in place to to help people out. Yeah. And, they, and you mentioned what would take us in a recession. So you you obviously not one because a couple of folk out here, not a lot, who are trying to suggest that we are in a recession. But but you you don't agree with that. We're not in a recession at the no, moment. That's, no, that's right. I mean, I have a tweet thread, small tweet thread on the on the CPI that 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 says it's it's we're not we're not in a recession. And, and and even though GDP measured GDP, the initial estimates showed a decline in growth in the first a fall in growth in the first quarter. Um, I think I think most most people do not think we are in a recession now because two quarters of negative growth is not the official way that we determine whether we're in a recession or not. It's a more complicated thing that looks. And the fact that the job growth is so strong means that. It's still strong means that we're probably not in a recession. Um, although people who people who are willing to um, make um, guesses about the future will uh, have raised their probabilities of a recession to maybe thirty percent this year and fifty percent in the, sometime in the next two years. Um, but you know, take that with 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 what for for what it's worth. Um, but we're not in a recession now, uh, not with a jobs report like that. And um, also in that other thread, you know, Chad is is very specific um, about some of the policies that are being discussed. Um, we did hear yesterday, not on this particular issue, but Joe Manchin exhibiting his characteristic uh, obstinance toward a lot of things coming out of the White House. Hopefully, this will not be the case here. Uh, the issue of continued enhanced health care premium tax credits, closing the Medicaid coverage gap, reducing pres- prescription drug prices, making child care more affordable, some of the things that that you list, Chad. Now, again, for somebody like me, uh, as an activist, that makes sense. But think about the credibility of that, of those arguments, advocating for those things. 
Think about the credibility of that coming from an economist. You see, so we ideologically, all those things are great. We know we need those things. But Chad is, is as a nonpartisan economist is saying that they're also good so that we can prepare so that people aren't harmed by what the Fed might do and the slight downtick that the Fed might cause in employment. So, and again, folks, this is where, this is why I, I failed at economics because, you know, Chad has explained it to you all. I, I still don't all the way get it, but it, that's the way the economy works. We, it, it, nobody wants inflation. We all, everybody's freaking out about that, obviously. But in order to address inflation, there's, you know, some give and take in some other areas, as Chad is explaining to us. That's just the way it works. And and as I said, what Chad is saying is, well, the way you, it, you know, somehow it, it mitigate that somewhat is by having policies in place so that because then you go from the public saying we don't want any more inflation. And then you try to address and the Fed tries to address address inflation and then everybody's complaining about. But now we don't have these other things and we're suffering because we don't have these other things because there's a downtick in in job growth. So Chad, the economist, is giving us a heads up on how we try to well, this country should try to and Washington particularly should try to walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah. And one, one of the most direct things that helps with unemployment is unemployment insurance. And we had we had great emergency unemployment insurance measures in the pandemic that were really important in, in, in maintaining unemployed workers purchasing power and spending in the economy and getting the economy back very fast in the, in, in the recovery. But now we're back to the old unemployment insurance system, which is, which is broken, um, not, not enough weeks, not, um, too restrictive eligibility, um, and, uh, and, uh, and, not, and, and, um, and too low benefit levels. And the people who get hurt most are the people we're talking about, <laughs> low-income workers, uh, workers right. of color. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. That that is uh, that is the problem. So all of these things uh, have to be looked at, and uh, but but the inflation and addressing inflation is still better than a recession, right? Oh well, yes. Uh, get, getting inflation down is a good thing. Uh, have, uh, a recession is a bad thing. Um, unfortunately, the the things you have to do to get inflation down somewhat increase the risk of recession because you're you are you are restricting demand to a degree but you're trying but but letting inflation get out of control means that the correction down the road the recession down the road is much bigger and worse and so you're trying to not have you're trying to have not even a recession um but um but, but you might but it would not be surprising if the unemployment rate ticked up a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, and the reason I asked the question at Wade Chair, because I, I think the when when the um, soundbite news media covers inflation, it's just bad. We just have inflation. And and as we've talked about at nauseum, and, and I've talked with other guests about, you know, and everybody agrees 
that it's it's a it's a mixed bag. It's an embarrassment of, of riches, no pun intended. The speedy recovery has brought about inflation. It's not somebody like somebody just pushed a button and said, "Okay, we're going to have inflation." Um, but the way it's the way it's perceived, the way it's covered in the media, and the way it's perceived in the public is that um, it, it's just you know it's a bad thing. It's a random thing. And and it's something that maybe even policymakers like Joe Biden have have caused or there's some failure in in policy. Um, so if people just if people are at that level um, and understand it only to that point or, or don't understand it enough, um, to me, it, it also seems like there's another learning curve to help people understand, well, in order to fix it, now this other thing needs to happen, <laughs> you know? And and that's that's unfortunate because most people don't understand economics and the way and the way it works and the way the economy works. So that's why I asked the question that way, uh, almost kind of like, you know, don't ask what's so saying, don't ask for what you want because you just might get it. Right, uh, right. <laughs> right. So, so, so I, would, I would add, I would add one other, um, one other uh, important factor to the, to that discussion. Yes, yes, the um, the the rapid recovery meant that the economy got back closer to full employment, and then it was bumping up against. Um, so, so that demand, that strong demand was bumping up against um, uh, supply constraints, and and the the Russian invasion. I mean, energy prices are are huge contributor to inflation uh, to the inflation measure they they accounted for for a lot of the inflation in uh, in June um, and in fact um, because of the way the statistics are, are gathered and and, can, and and put together um, the fact that gasoline prices and energy prices in general have come down fairly substantially um, in the last the last week or week or so of June and, and this month is not reflected in the inflation measure. Um, but but the, the, the problem is that the, that the war in Ukraine has really disrupted world energy and, and, and food to a degree. And that's, that's something that's not the fault of policymakers and it's not the fault of, of strong demand from the recovery either. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because the other thing I think people need to understand and other countries in the world get more coverage of news in America than the reciprocal in America. Our, our news cycle doesn't really cover what's going on in other parts of the world, unless it's Ukraine or or, small, or, or when the president goes abroad like he is now. Uh, but as Chad alluded to, every country. Is going through this right now. So this is not just, you know, um, a, a Jimmy Carter sequel, as some would like to uh, <laughs> uh, describe it. This is, uh, as Chad said, a, a, a worldwide phenomenon. And um, so it, people should keep that in, in mind, though. But um, good and, thing. And COVID's not over. <laughs> yes, I ain't want to get into that. That's a whole... <laughs> Yeah, it really isn't, folks. And I know, you know, optimistically, we want to think it is. And 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 I think I'll, I'll be honest, I like to pretend it's over. I do. Uh, I like to not think about it anymore. But 
Once again, that's why we have Chad. He's the economist. So we have to think of all think about all the factors he's sharing with us, you all. That's why we have Chad here. He's just explaining number. You won't get this because I mean, we have more time, obviously. If you know on television, you got two or three minute segments. Uh, and I get that too. But as Chad has just broken down to us, it's more complicated. And that's why those of you who listen to Chad on Make It Plain and read his tweet threads are more uh, enlightened than the average bear. Okay, so uh, we appreciate that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The, uh, the tweet thread, folks, uh, go and read Chad CBPP. That's for Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Chad CBPP on Twitter. And uh, keep up with, with what he is is walking us through. And, of course, we'll talk to him first of the month again when the July jobs report comes out. Chad, as always, thank you, sir. Oh, my pleasure. All right. He's bad. He's Chad, y'all. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.